0: i To the program welcome to this week's episode of the bj robbins project i am your host as always a little bit different show this week um i am going to detroit for work so i didn't really arrange a guest so we're actually uh, going through the old email had a bunch of questions since i started the show to uh i figured i'd answer those uh, those are always fun i love q a shows, so i always like in. Questions from friends and uh, from fans who always want to um, have me answer them. And a lot of time is we used to do a Facebook Live with Smutcast. We used to have a bunch of questions live on air and send them in. And then with the movie review, we get questions all the time. But I have not went through the old mailbox for this one yet. So for the viewer questions, um, I know they're listeners, but I always call them viewer questions. Um, One of the very first questions I get, one of the most popular ones I get Is SmugCast coming back? SmugCast is not coming back as a weekly podcast. Uh, We do have something that works, AP and myself. For those who don't know, AP and myself are actually the ones behind Flyover Media. Um, It's something we started, I want to say, earlier this year to try to do other things, That since we do have a studio to to do that. So we do have something special coming up for uh, SmugCast episode. I'm excited for that. Um, we should have some details out this week. Um, so I'm excited for that. We recorded some of a very special video to put out. Some of you have seen, and it. it's kind of cool. Um, and that's one thing I love about working with AP and myself, AP and I. Sorry, Steph. Want to make sure I get my sentences aligned correctly. Um, I'd love to have it back on a regular basis, but Smellcast was a catalyst for where we are now. Um, our goal was not to. Was to do a show, and we really enjoyed doing the show. It was fun. Um, and and by doing that, I was able to meet a lot of great people um, and to see a lot of other great people start podcasts and, and things like that. So uh, obviously work with Juice in the Morning, I'm Off the Cuff, Calvin and Devon. Um, Tina and Doe is a new show that will be on Fiber Media that's in pre-production right now. <laughs> Love those technical terms. Pre-production. Um, we've done 3 going to do our third episode. Tina Doe should launch at the end of December. So I'm excited for that one. And obviously we have movie review. Uh, we have NFL show. Um, and then the BJ Robbins project. I'm looking to do one more show. And I think that that will put me in full capacity as a producer on podcast. Um. um so what I, what I wanted to do was just try to do a female show. Um, I think that's one thing that, cause I want to have a broad array of shows. I also, actually there's another one I lied. There's one, you heard him on a few episodes. Um, it's actually Arby's brother, uh, the law dog, Mark. Uh, I really wanted to do a lawyer show where we get a bunch of questions and he answers them and, and he can even go through some cases and things like that. because um just like rb mark is uh, he's a natural addy he's been on our show a couple times so that's one thing that i definitely the only other one i want to do and you know i've been badgering page and uh, brooke um to do a show um, brooke was on the addiction show page was on the ass show um I think those two would be be great. Would really be great to do a show. So that's kind of the lineup I want to get is a female show, and then maybe one other kind of specialty show. And I think that would really um, round us out at Flyover Media to be able to have a wide array of shows. So that's that's I know that's kind of a roundabout way to answer is Smutcast coming back, but that Smutcast is where it started, and look at what we're talking about now. So that's one thing I, I was really looking forward to. Um, I, right now I, I, I enjoy this show and I enjoy obviously all the shows, but I really enjoy, um, watching off the cuff, off the cuff grow D- Devon and Calvin. Um, I like juices was a grow, was a growing show. It, it, he had his own basis before it came up, started recording over here, but I've been able to spend more time with him <laughs> and we've worked on some fun stuff together. And like I said, huge supporter of juice and everything that he does. Um, Tina doe um, doe is actually Mondo um, you've heard him on um, our special episode with that we had with um, if you listen to the other shows he's been on SmugCast. he's he just recently did a special episode with had me myself and Miguel that replaced movie review for the week that Arby wasn't in town so that and. And then if RB still has a works and, and where he wants to do one, and obviously he's the landlord, so he gets what he wants. So if he did so theoretically there could be three more shows, I guess. I said one, but we're up to three. But that's the world that we live in now when you uh when you world of podcasting. You know, and um we've been able to through smudcasts, meet not only juice, but also um, Denny, uh, thank God cancer saved our divorce. Um, I see them now. They were on roller show. They've been our show, juice show. I love it. They're funny people. Uh, Amanda and Jamie along with him and obviously married with children roller. Like I've talked about last week on the show, um, how his has grown and just being able to meet all these people is, is, is pretty cool. And I always leave people out, but I mean, sorry about that. So and, and just constantly CPO. Oh, um thunderwolf those guys obviously uh, jacob and um uriah i know it's i know it's shane but those guys are very funny i like hanging out with those guys too so they to answer it so uh, i'm glad spunk has started it ap and i started it and it's, it's pretty phenomenal where where it's at now um next question have you thought about having a co-host on your new show? No, I have not. A um, couple reasons. One is, if you don't have a co-host, like right now, I just came over to the studio and I'm doing this episode. I don't um, don't have to play anything with a co-host. And I don't mean in a negative way because most people I surround myself with are, are busy people. You know, They have a lot of things going on in their life. And... To do a podcast um, or anything really is very important because you have an audience. You want to make sure you have a show out every week and not miss an episode. So, And that's why I don't have a co-host because um, th- I, I was talking to a friend of the show, um, Josh Berry. Uh, Friday, yeah, Friday night I was talking to him. We were talking about something. Um, shout out to Aleman, obviously. Um, now you can go get those and uh, Seymour can go buy the buy their beer. So go buy that. If you're in Seymour, go buy some Ailman. And we were, we were, t- and he's, you know, we were talking with show and I was like, well, I just kind of do this show for myself. I mean, people listen to it. I love it. That's awesome. But it's not, it's more of a passion project more than it is something to, cause my goal is never to be, f- never to be famous or, or, you know, or, or be a celebrity or, I know those are hand in hand, but get rich. That's not why I did it. This is, I have a true passion for it. I enjoy doing it. And that's why I do it for so I kind of do it for myself and I and it's hard sometimes with a co-host is the schedules to match up and it's hard to match it up with a guest. so if I can be with a guest on Tuesday your co-host can do it on Tuesday then you're, you're trying to balance three schedules and so now if it's somebody wants to do one during the middle of the day I can take my day off that day and then record it and then I could put it in um, save it and then put it out at a different time. So, but if I did have a co-host though, I would definitely want a female co-host. Um, I think that's a great dynamic. If you have a male and female, um, that would, especially if you can bounce things back off of each other and, and get a different pr- perspective. And that's why you saw me I have a lot, a couple of female guests on, because I think it's always fun to have female guests on and, and kind of ask them questions, get their perspective of it. So I think co-host, no, I'm not gonna have one for this, but I if I did, it would definitely be a female co host. So, I mean, that's something that I really we really would want to do if I did have one. Uh next question is what was your f what's to say who who's your favorite guest that you've had on? And I get this one a lot. Um from my all time favorite guest was Scott Randolph, obviously concept um two people that you know i didn't know um if you get it if you're out if you're able to talk to someone who you didn't know that was pretty cool um, obviously i stayed pretty close with concept talked to scott Randolph the other day he's, he's actually Sivo's o's videographer um so when steve in town the third and fourth of Jan- january at helium um am meet up with meet up with him see how he's doing so he's a great guy um so and, and it's cool is how you meet these people through um, getting them on social media and then you stay in contact with them and things like that. Um, so those are two of my favorite ones that most people know. Anybody that I had on from my hometown, um, anybody that I had on that I knew, I mean, I enjoy having those on cause it's funny when you see the reaction after they get done and they listen to it and they realize how much fun. It. And that's why some of the people we've had on the started shows cause of how much fun and, th- and things like that. So those are probably a couple of my favorite guests that I've had that I know off the top of my head. Cause I know we had so many, I mean, um, um, Ben Plisky has been a favorite one. Kyle Buck, obviously Calvin and Devon juice, uh, Moy Mondo, um, the list. I, there's just too many to the list, but I think concept and Scott stick in my mind because there, we built a relationship afterwards. Uh, Jess Hooker, obviously, um, she was done one of my favorites cause someone I didn't know that came down on the show. And then we we were able to still. Kind of communicate afterwards, see see how you're doing, and it wasn't just for um, you know uh, for a ratings ploy or a download ploy or anything like that. Next question is how? Where is your most where most your listeners live? With a new um, software that I use, the old one we used to use, you used to be able to pinpoint it down to the town. Like for Smutcast, United States was the biggest obviously country downloads and then japan was the second one and we come to find out it was a military base um in japan was our our second biggest um country but most of our downloads come from right here a lot of them come from chicago california and indianapolis and funny part is like our uh, seymour does okay where i'm from um, but like other towns do, it does really, really well out there. And it's weird just cause you get downloads and downloads. And this is another question I had right below it. So I'll answer it. Do you know who listens to the show? So like I just said, is we don't know where the downloads come from. A lot of times is sometimes we can narrow them down to the cities on the other one. I think it was simple cast we use, but now it's kind of just gives you your countries and the percent of the countries. So it doesn't really tell you the towns. And actually, I don't know who listens to the show unless they reach out. I mean, I, I I know, I know the majority of, not the majority of, but I I know certain people that do. <clears throat> but there's a lot of people that listen to the show that I don't know who it is, and you know, and they don't reach out via social media. They don't send emails. They don't do things like that. What they do is they they you know they just, they download, listen, and then they just move on, kind of like I do with shows. Like I'll listen to them, but. You know, I don't tell anybody, I don't tell them that they listen to it if that, if that makes sense, unless it's something, you know, that's pretty cool and say on social media. So, no, actually, I don't know who listens to the show. There might be people that listen to the show that I'd be totally surprised about. I mean, I'd love to know who listens to the show. If you've never told me you listen to the show and you're listening to this right now, uh, find me on social media. Um, the social media is at the always at the end of this episode. Just send an email or, or a tweet or Facebook or Instagram. Um, anything like that so um, I'd, I'd love I mean I love it that's why I love this show because all these questions came from people and I love the interaction of it because I think that's when your audience really enjoys your show is when you have that ability to have the interaction with with your fans and people that listen to it and it's still weird saying you have fans <laughs> so you're like I got fans um and that's one thing that's all I don't know. But I would, I would love to know who um, who listens to the show. I mean, I would get, definitely get a kick out of that because I know I'd be surprised by it. Um, and next question is, what's your most successful show? I think the most successful show of this show, the, the, the B.J. Robbins Project, was Addiction with Brooke. That was the most successful one. Because um, a lot of times is how the algorithms work and it's all about how you title it so obviously i titled it addiction and a lot of people who listen to podcasts they'll search a certain word like an addiction and it'll pop up how many shows um, with that title in it um, plus there was a huge influx of because of her story so it was just because of the title obviously a lot of it goes to brooke and and she was a hell of a social media like like The people behind her social media and people behind her did a great job sharing the show, putting the show out there. So that one did really well. and I think our best show, I want to say, is one of the movie reviews was Avengers. Um, That one was a big one for us. And then I think another the conspiracy ones were real big with us. And then one of the biggest ones locally, I think, was uh, when we had Chris Spangal on from We Are Libertarians so that was another big one for us so I, I think those are the ones I know off the top of head because I'm not going to lie I don't really pay attention to downloads um, I don't in the beginning I did I mean I still see how the shows are doing how tr- shows are trending and um, and, that, and that's how I gauge things so and our social media has went way down to where it was uh, most of you know me it, <coughs> to have a podcast and then you try to then you have to promote it and it's hard to be most people for me it's hard to be self-promotion right or be a self-promoter like hey listen to this hey this hey i'm funny hey this is great it's hard to do that now for other people i enjoy it and i think that's why i enjoyed the producer role more was encouraging other people and and try to support other people so um but i but i think the success of the show a lot of times is the topic of the show um and that's one thing AP taught me. It was like, what do you tie on it? And when you put it on Instagram, what are you hashtagging? Are you tagging this? Are you tagging that? And there's a lot of research goes behind it. There's You're supposed to, I, th- I think, you're supposed to promote, I think, twice a day on all social media platforms, whether it's Twitter, Facebook, um, Instagram. Um, all that stuff, Snapchat, you're supposed to It's up to twice a day, and, and then the other way is doing short little videos and then constantly tagging this and tagging that. And then it, that's exhausting, and I think a lot of times for me it took away from, like, doing a show because you're like, all right, Social Media Monday. The show comes out tomorrow, and, and you have to go there and do that. And then it sounds pretty bad. Like, well, if you're real passionate about it, and, that, and that's fine. That's why I said this show, I do it for me. If people listen to it, I'm, I, I'm hugely – humbled by you guys listening to it I, I really am in the reaction i've actually been getting from the show has been phenomenal i appreciate it but th- i think that's where it changed like i just started doing it and just wanted to have quality instead of spending time because at some point in time you get tired of putting yourself out there um you know and, and it's very very difficult I'm not too active on social media as much as i used to be i mean i'm still on there but most of it, it just that one's garbage it's just just absolutely garbage so um, the next question is, um, how did you and AP meet? All right. Um, me and AP met basically through softball and then we started hanging out, um, after that, um, cause we were doing some things together cause I helped him on a couple of video shoots. I think it was for rancher nutrition for Scott Hardesty, Hardesty. um, and then, and after that we started hanging out, we were talking to garage and then um but long before that I, I invited him out to dinner at buffalo wild wings because i was still traveling a lot for work it was me my two sons and then he came down about an idea for documentary and then i, I played some of my podcasts that i'd done by myself on my phone while driving and traveling and then uh, i bought a snowball he bought a snowball and the next thing you know um it turned into a lot, a lot of stuff cameras more mics uh, we're on our third studio, all kinds of fun stuff, so so that's how we kind of met, and, and last year, this year, actually, we actually played softball for the first time together in like many, many, many years, and then Juice played with us, so that was kind of fun, but yeah, we met playing softball through his good friend, DB, who I remained good friends with um, during the time, even before I was really hanging out with AP, so I know DP, BJ, RB, I know bunch of different two-letter names. So that's kind of how, that's how we met. And then we talk every day, almost every day. We kick ideas back every day. And a lot of things that happen for, um, flyover and for the studio and for other shows as we talk constantly. So he does a lot with real estate. And, um, so when he's doing the real estate is we'll talk about the real estate videos. And then I've went on a couple videos with him and then we worked on this uh, gas video last week and some real estate videos. If you see the real estate videos, you'll see a little clip of me sitting at the table. So my, that's my little cameo. So, But, no, we talk a lot about it because I think we like to do a lot of um, behind-the-scenes stuff. I mean, because uh, Ryan uh, Powell, who's been on, on the show before, who has been on the show, really? If you haven't been on the show, want to be on the show, just at this point, just let me know. Um, I mean, because we try to get everybody on when we can. Um, he was a music producer and he actually did part of the entrance song for Smutcast. And then the sound foam in the studio came from him also. He's always been a big supporter of ours. Ryan's like, Ryan's, like one of these crazy talented people. And, but he's so, he's a lot like AP and Ryan are a lot alike. And myself is you'll put us in a room and, you know, we could just create. And then like, we always have good vibes with each other. And, uh, we're always able to come out with something pretty cool, Uh, by the time we're done um so i mean a lot of it a lot of the success yeah a lot of the success and a lot of the um how do i say it that's kind of he was like behind the scenes one of the originators of of smutcast and then obviously um i know i'm going in a different direction but i'm trying to bring this back around the same way Moy was um before we had your questions um, the VR questions actually came from Moy because we worked together, and I was like, "Hey, I need some questions. That way, you know, give me some good ones." And so Moy was one of the originators of it, and so it was kind of like those four, really, kind of like Moy was one of the originators, me, um, AP, and then obviously Ryan. So like the I think those four of us really played a pretty big part in it, and obviously our wives did also <laughs> because they allowed us to do it. Uh, next question is where was the first studio at? The first studio at was actually at Aaron's house. Um, it was actually in what's called the office. That's now his uh, the office that he uses upstairs, and uh, it would get hot during the summer and cold during the winter. It's just because anytime you have like an upstairs room, and the same thing happened in the second studio we had, and that's where we built uh, he act- we actually built a table for that room, and it was pretty cool. Um. So that was the first studio that we had. And we started out with folding chairs, folding tables. And then we built it and then we built the table. So that was pretty cool. And then Juice, I think, actually has that table down his studio, but he uses this studio now. And then uh, we moved. AP was going to sell his house. So we moved that studio over to um, my house. And then when my pops died, my mom moved in. We took that studio and moved it over here to, to RB's, the landlord's house. So that's how the, the studios, that's how the studios work. Uh, next question is, what's with the red velvet curtain? Um, the red velvet curtain, it just looks cool. Because um, if you notice, we used to always take pictures with the guest and do videos. And so we wanted a cool backdrop. And um, now when you look at, I'm looking at right now, there's a TV, there's the, the red velvet, curtain and then the tv's on the outside of it so you can't see the wire so it just it just kind of gives it an ambiance i think i said that word right it just it just looks I don't know, it just looks cool i mean as ap would say it just looks cool that's it it's cool there's not really a whole lot into it so um so i I've, I've always like i don't know i don't like moving studios but i like moving them in some aspects because i like to see what we come up with every time we move it how we move it around like part of my couch is in this one um, the two Game of Thrones chairs are in here. Like, one of my computer chairs is in here. And I think one of my folding, um, like, if you're going to eat dinner in the living room, one of those little wooden trays is in here. So, and the way this looks is is it's actually longer than a standard room. Standard, standard room is like 10 by 13. This is a little bit bigger than that one. So, I really like this one. I, or 8 by three. I don't know what it is. I'm, Aaron's a real estate guy. I'm not. So, uh, next question is, what do you do for a living? Well, uh, what I do for a living, what I've done in the living, probably I've been in retail, but I've been in retail management and retail training probably, f- probably since, uh, 2003 really when I moved to Indian- Indianapolis in 2002. And then I got a, a management job in 2003, at a retail place. And then I've been in retail management training ever since. So, um, I training and developing and management, I guess that's, I have a knack for it. Um, despite what juice might say about how I talk to my employees, um, I actually have a pretty good knack for, uh, <laughs> training and development. So next question is, is RB really your boss? Well, this is interesting. Um, the funny part every question has like a multi layer answer. So, and I'll tell you I'm at b i am at I met r b through softball too um we played on a team called Mug and Bun in Indianapolis, and then when I was working at another company, he worked next door to me, and I'd see him like, "Hey, hey, you know do that," and we'd always hang out outside and talk and 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 hang out and stuff like that um outside of front of work and stuff and so and then and we kind of stay in contact and then he I used to go always get um my iphones from him cuz he he used to sell phones or whatever worked at a phone place and so that's how we kind of stay in contact and then he moved away for a while to cincinnati talked to him once every great while and then he moved back and then i saw him and then he was like hey he came to work he did he came to work with me for a while i think like 6 months or so 7 months whatever it was and then i went to work for him so that's kind of how i said I used to be his boss. He used to be my boss, and now he's my boss. So that's that's how that dynamic works. So that's why it's so awkward because we worked on both sides of the fences. But no, there's no real way to it. He never listens to the shows anyway. So there's real no way to manage him anyways. He kind of just. But he did always bring back Subway breakfast sandwiches in the morning. So I I was never really too upset with him. So um, so that's how we kind of met. It was through softball. A B A P was through softball, and then um, <laughs> R B was through softball. And Moy was through work. I met Moy through work. Um that's how I met him. Um next qu- next question is, is 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 that's one thing that I have a question myself is you figure after doing all these shows you'd eventually get your vernacular down right? You think you would, but I still have the is is and uh uh and so and so uh yeah, I still have those. I apologize. Very unprofessional of a very unprofessional of a seasoned podcaster. Uh, how many shows have you done? Whew. Uh, let me see here. It's been close to over 200, I think. Maybe. Because there was 140. 141 because it was two-part for Smutcast. That was 141. I've done over 40 movie review, So that's 181. And then if you count this podcast and you've, if, and if you count the ones I've been on with off the cuff and then the ones for juice where I've co-hosted. So I think it's close to 200 episodes in three years and yeah, it's a lot of episodes. Um, next question is, have you ever missed a show? <clears throat> no, I've never missed a show. Um, I think, and AP only missed one show, I think. He had the flu, and so we did a two-parter called Nerding Out. I think that's what it was, and and he didn't miss it. He was actually in the next room dying a slow death from the flu um, because he actually had to set it up, and then he had to come in and then um, edit it and put the show out. So he was actually, and then he was in the studio, I think, a few times for vacation, (laughs) so he just got drunk a few times, and then he would call in. So, no, I've never missed a show. Um, I've always had a show out on time. I've never missed a show. Um, I've had a show not like last week when um, movie review. Um, it was Wednesday night. Um, no, it was Tuesday night. It was over here with, with, with Juice. We were doing the um, NFL Pick'em show. I went to – and I went upload the show, and, and you, I always pick the date, and it says publish on this date. And it didn't save, and it didn't put out on time. So I mean, we've had those snap through snap foos with technology, but I've never missed a show. Um, I mean, I did a show that the dad, day my dad passed, and then I did a show the following week. Um, he was um, he was buried on Friday, and did a show on Sunday. So uh, I'm it's I'm the same way with work. So and I consider this I don't consider this work because I enjoy doing it. I mean, I that's not a shot of my job, but I enjoy doing this. So. So I've never missed an episode or a deadline or anything like that. So that's one thing I'm very proud of. Next question. Are you going to be doing any more stand up? I get asked that a lot. I enjoy it. I, I enjoy going there and seeing the other comedians and, and seeing some of my buddies, watching them working out their material. Um, also got like watching them if they're featuring featuring or hosting or showcasing. So like, I know those guys, um, Devon, uh, Juice Calvin and um, Griffith, Griffith and uh, Brody, they have the show in Newcastle. I'm gonna go to that one definitely because you know those are three guys that work with us here. And then uh, I met Brody many times up there at um, Kettletop. and then uh, Griffith Shira is actually from Seymour. Uh, I think he's like 20 years younger than me though, but um, he he did Juice's show when I was here, uh, part of the roast battle. So I'm gonna go up there and see those guys. I think it'd be a fun time. Um, and, it, and I always try to go out to it I mean, because I really don't If I'm not in the studio, I'm not at home Then I'm at work, those are the, really the three places I go um, I don't like to really Go out and do a whole lot I don't, I'm kind of just A homebody um, I'm kind of past the point of going places So, so. but if I do enjoy go in that um, So if I get invited to things I definitely try to go Usually, um, if I say I'm going to be there I usually don't back out and that's one thing i try to pride myself on being reliable like a you know that like an old whore always there when you need them um next question next question um how do you decide the guests um on this show it's anybody i want to talk to uh, movie review we try to have our buddies on which is always fun um because like the you know movie review is kind of a comedy show uh it is that's why I in doing that one because Spunk Ass was a comedy show. But we had some serious sucks too. Now I'm to the point is, you might want to talk to And if I don't have a guest, I can sit here and just do the show by myself. And I don't have to get to an hour. I don't have to get to a certain time limit. I don't have to get this, this, or that. So um, that's kind of how the guest is. I've reached out to a few people. Uh, but anymore, I just try to talk to people about everyday things. Really, I think that's what's about like, everyday things. I think that's more fun to do it that way. And it doesn't have to have a different guest each week. Cause anytime you try to book guests, it's not easy. It's not fun. Um, cause if someone's used to being in a podcast guest before, maybe, or guest before they, they understand the importance of showing up and, you know, cause nothing's worse if a guest can not show up and things happen. Trust me, things happen. And, and I respect that. But like you get to the point where, you know, you're like, Hey, you know, we have this set time and they don't show up It it, it could throw a few rinks in it. So, um and next question is about a guest. Who would you <clears throat> who would you want to talk to? And we've got that one a million times before. Um honestly, I mean, I don't know. Um if somebody that was passed away, maybe Hunter S. Thompson would be fun. I've been researching about him, I think he'd be fun. Uh I I, I think that Bill Burr would be big for me because he's a big Bill Burr fan and and you know what you're gonna get with him. So I think that would be a lot of fun uh, to do. So off the top of my head, I think those are the kind of the two I just wanna I just wanna have an interesting conversation with them. And anybody honestly I don't even care really about guests is it, I mean, I not care about having a guest, but I don't even care who the guest is. If it's gonna be an interesting conversation and now I was having a conversation with Josh the other night, It's because we talked for maybe a half hour and we talked about life and some of the things we've been through and like Josh is to me is a very special person um, hadn't talked to him forever then we did the show we've in contact and Josh has kind of the same mindset I have and, and I just like talking to him because every time you off the phone with him you feel better like you feel like you just there's that energy that, that he gives off and that's why I really enjoy that's why I really enjoy talking to him Um next question was there a different name that you had for this the BJ Robbins project no I didn't Um, I kind of just want to be cliche and just throw my name in there Um, because finding a name for a podcast is (laughs) very difficult especially now as when you try to go through and name and and I was talking to a few people before we're trying to find out names for some shows and help them out I'm like did you Google it did you look at iTunes you look at Spotify is their names on there? Because sometimes here's the thing about it is though people will do three episodes, and that's it, and then but that name can be taken. um I know we ran into someone took Spuncast after we came out, but obviously we had a bigger catalog, so it didn't really hurt us. Didn't matter, but hopefully if, if their show was very different than ours, it would be feel bad for them if they're listening to it if it kind of had a different dynamic than what we had and different content on that one. So. Um, next question. Do you, are you ever going to use live video? Um, I don't know. It, it's something that's come across that I've been asked a few times. We still have, uh, three or four camera, five, four cameras set up in here. So th- there is a way to do it. Um, but it, it would be, we, I'd have to rearrange kind of the studio a little bit cause I'd have to have. The one computer in front of me controlling the cameras and the one computer in front of me that's controlling the board. So I want to do it for other shows. I mean, I do, but like for this one, I don't think I want to, but unless it depends on who's on. And, if, and then we have uh Juice still has his um, camera in here that he uses and and we could do it. I could do it that way. I, I'm just not a big fan of one be on camera because I told my wife, I was like, Hey, I'm doing a Q and a show. And I was like, I have a bunch of questions. And she's like, well, I was like, well, I, like, well, I posted it on social media. And she's like, well, why don't you just do a live show and ask? And I was like, I don't want to be on camera. Yes. I know. I have a hoodie with my face on it. I get it. So, um, a couple more questions here and then we'll wrap it up. So I, this one I got was who's your influence that started. My biggest influence was the Dan Patrick show. I know it's a sports show. He's from sports center, but, if you listen to his show, it's him and the Danettes and, and, you know, they'll spend 20 minutes on talking about movies or music or it's just not sports-based. It's not like First Take or Part of the Interruption or unfil- whatever those other shows. I can't stand most sports talk shows um, and that are on TV because all they do is yell and scream. And he has a certain set of rules that if you come on a show, like, nothing's all the limits. He can ask you anything. Um, I mean, obviously, professionally, and it's not going to be inappropriate or whatever, but like if you're in trouble for a certain thing and you're trying to clear your name, he's going to ask you about what you got in trouble for and things like that. So um, I like that, and I've seen it where it grew, it, he actually had it in his house. Then then it was in Milford, Connecticut, uh, up above a bar, and then now they have the a bigger space now where they actually have a full basketball court. So it's pretty cool to see how they see how that show has grown. So that was my biggest influence on it because when I start listening to him. Um, I listened to that before, um, and then I did anything else because I enjoy sports and movies and I enjoy music and everything like that. So he, that was probably my biggest influence. And then that's why I almost want to have, uh, um, and then Kevin Smith was a big influence too, because I always want I liked some of the running jokes in his, in his movies and I did running jokes in Smutcast, and we did run, you know, reoccurring guests and characters and things like that. So kind of that influence, kind of the inside joke thing. I know it's not the best thing when you first started up, but there was something that we always try to do. Um, I had the inside joke of side chicks, um, like side Chick studios and the two week notice studios. Those all had kind of inside jokes in them while we named them. Um, this was flyover media. So this one was a little bit different than the other names that we did have for it. Um, and then next question is, who, and I know that I guess this came from the Spotify thing. I guess who is on your Spotify list? I don't listen to Spotify. I actually have Apple Music. I don't know if that makes me a bad person or not, but I never really listen to Spotify. Um, so, because on, on with Apple Music, we have the family plan. So, it's like 15 bucks for four phones for all the music that you want. So, and that's why I never use Spotify. But if I go through and look at um, who's actually on I guess on the ones I actually listen to, like right now I've been listening to City and Color, um, the Lumineers, uh, it's some of the ones I have. NF, I actually enjoy NF. I um, need to look him up. Um, uh, Curl Use, another one that I listen to. Um, obviously, the, 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 obviously Concept, I, I listen to, and, there's just um, i mean there's just all, all kinds of, my music's all across the board just looking at mine right now there's ice cube the predator um, all the way down to like i said as miley cyrus we can't stop to you know logic to king uh, princess vance vance joy brittany howard there's all kinds of uh, format old dominion um, ajr stone temple pilots third eye blind um, Kings of Leon, NF like I said so it's all over the place I try to find the same way um, I try to go down rabbit, rabbit holes and then that's what's good about there's a couple of radio stations that are on Apple you just put it on like alternative you can put it on old school R&B you can put it on a lot of old thing, uh, different things and then a song comes on I like, and then you can click on the artist, and you can look at their whole catalog, and then you can, and it's kind of like a rabbit. It's like a rabbit hole, like I used to do on YouTube for that one. So, um, one more question here. Um, will this be a? Do you see yourself doing this show long term? So I'll use this as the last question. Yeah, I really do. I mean, because like I said, as I can do this at my leisure. Um, I could do it with or without a guest um, and so I can cover things that I want to cover and go over things I want to do like last week I did grief and it's brutal obviously um, I real fast so I will do this as, I'm gonna keep doing this as long as I can do it I mean I'll, I'll just say it in one way or another I'm gonna and my goal is to grow flyover media and help others who want to start a podcast who are doing a podcast and help them try to reach them in any way go any way they can straight up truth right there so but i'm gonna leave it on this couple things i'm gonna go through a couple things thank you for the response for the grief episode my wife listened to it my brother listened to it my mother listened to it my sister all listened to it i got a lot of cool responses from it um, and you know it wasn't easy to sit up here and talk about what happened and, and the year since my pops passed and how fast things can change and but i feel like the episode did a lot of good in my life um i got a message from my sister-in-law uh mindy so this Mindy is for you this part mindy's mom just passed away um on friday so um because last week i said thoughts and prayers for her and my brother um Mindy's always been very special because every time I talk to her, like I love talking to her. She's an amazing person. Um, and her heart was always come from a great place. And I know it's shattered right now. And it is. And I don't and like she said, I'm not a great communicator via text. I'm great on the phone face to face, but I guess I'm the best when I'm doing it this way. Her wor- world is shaking. And, and obviously she's crushed right now. And I know what she's going through. And it's the worst possible thing in the world to be going through to lose a parent and, and, and I don't care if they were sick, how long they've been sick, or they died suddenly. When that person is no longer there, it's the worst, worst feeling in the world. And there's nothing you can do to make yourself feel better because you don't want to be alone. But then again, you want to be alone. It's it's just the worst feeling in the world. So, Craig, mindy Chloe, I love you guys. And um, like I said, it's just. And, and you know, I—I I mean, it, it's just been a week. The second was a year since Craig and I's pops passed away, and we just went through that on Monday, and then have, had to happen this on on Friday to him and and to his and Mindy and and those this guy. So and and so, like I said, as my heart goes out to them, you know, me and Steph, Luke, Colin, our family you know, all of us, mom and everybody, my mom and everybody, just we're thinking about you guys and. If you guys know those guys, if you know Craig, you know Mindy, and you listen to the show, just show them some love. But sometimes that's all we need is to hear something from somebody that we wouldn't expect to hear it from, to let them know that we're thinking about somebody else. Because in this day and age, it's hard to think about your anybody else when you're constantly thinking about yourself. Every now and then, it's good to think about somebody else. Give somebody a hug that you haven't gave a hug in a long time to. Say, send them a text, say, hey, I'm thinking of you. Because we've come more and more self-absorbed with our social media life. And I know this has come from a guy who has a show who's been sitting there answering questions about himself. And that's fine. And I get that. But there's a lot of people out there that could use that comfort from somebody they wouldn't expect it to come from. Because sometimes it's not about you. It's about other people. And that's why I think that we need to do a little bit more of that. And it's as simple as, hey, I was thinking of you. I hope you're doing well. And that's it. And then we've all got that text like, wow, yeah, I'm doing pretty good, man. Pretty good, I appreciate, I appreciate, good looking out, I appreciate you sending me that. I really appreciate it. Because it shouldn't just be when things are bad is when we check up on people. We need to make sure even when things look like they're going good or going well, they might not be, so i'm gonna get off my soapbox like i said i appreciate you guys always checking in uh i love everybody that listens to the show if you don't listen to it, i still love you too um so i really appreciate everything you guys tuning in checking it out um, social media will be right after this so uh, i appreciate it guys you guys have a great week if you'd like to get in contact with the show the email is the bj project and gmail.com facebook is bj robbins Twitter is at the BJ Robbins. Instagram is BJ underscore Robbins. And Snapchat is the BJ Robbins. If you'd like to be a guest on the show, please reach out to one of those platforms so we can make that happen. Thank you.